yeah, there are moments that we can find the magic in our mess if we allow it, if we pay attention to it, if we sit with that shitty feeling for a little bit of time. And I go through, you know, ways where you actually can. And I take you through a few different emotional release practices because I think most of us don't really know how to process emotions because we, you know, we can, we, we distract, we bury, we numb, we go for, you know, we, we do other things to, of course, self-soothe. And some of those coping mechanisms are great. And some of them are, are not healthy, right? Like picking up the phone, instant dopamine hit. Um, but if we go to a kickboxing class, great. Yes, we need we can definitely utilize our energy and 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 release it in that way. Healthier ways to do that. And maybe sometimes we can actually sit in our misery and not judge it and welcome it and see what's really happening because we're actually taking a moment to stop. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's incredible guest is emotional intelligence warrior and queen, Dr. Nita Bushin. Nita is a mother, wife, entrepreneur, four-time author, speaker, and global emotional health educator and performance coach. Her work has been a supportive force for thousands of change makers, high achievers, and CEOs who crave more fulfillment within their lives and careers. From her own past of threaded adversities, including tragic loss and domestic abuse, Nita knew she was the only one who could find the magic in the mess. From this awareness, she decided to leave behind her toxic relationship and a successful multi-million dollar dental practice in order to find true inner happiness and none of that was easy. Today, she's helping so many others around the world triumph over their own dark days with psychology, neuroscience, and ancient philosophies that guide in unlearning society's conventional definitions of success and happiness so that they too can claim their greatness. This episode is truly a gift, you guys. We dive deep into Nita's incredible new book, That Sucked, Now What?, we talk about how to alchemize the moments that suck in life so we can thrive. We discuss the quote unquote strong girl mentality and how to grant ourselves more emotional permission, compassion. We talk about the difference between victim versus victimization. We get down on so many layers of resilience. It's always a subject I love speaking about. We talk about grounding practices to overcome fight, flight, and freeze. So to really soothe your nervous system in the chaos. How to ignite the spark back into your lives and claim ownership of your past. I barely scratch the surface. We go deep in this one. You know, her book is truly incredible. It, it really is a beautiful blueprint to help anybody go through, like when I say go through, I mean like move through 
really hard times. She does such an incredible job, you know, creating these frameworks that really are practical. So application isn't hard, you know, it's it's not maybe emotionally, there's things that you have to, you know, work through that that's never easy. And that's all supported in this book as well. But the frameworks really lay out a process that truly, truly will help you get through, I believe any hard moment. I mean, because she's truly been through some gnarly, gnarly experiences in her life. I adore her. I I really cannot say enough about how incredible she is and how powerful this book is. Her book is on sale now. So grab it. There's bonuses to get. I mean, she's incredible. Um, just her IG, all of her content. I've loved so much, you know, getting to know her and her work. And I believe that you will too. So check her out on IG. Her uh, handle is in the show notes. Definitely let us know what you think about this episode. Throw it up on your IG stories. Um, Tag us, DM us, communicate with us. We love carrying the conversation on. I appreciate you all so much. All of you who do that, you know, it's just so fun to connect with you and to learn how these episodes are really impacting your life. And if you have not already given Black Belt Beauty Radio a five-star rating and review, please do so. There is a very easy link to do that in the show notes. And you guys, it's making a massive difference. I cannot even tell you, first of all, how much my heart lights up reading these reviews that are coming in. I am so grateful. My team is so grateful, but you are honestly helping this podcast grow. And the perfect example, you know, this episode, right? This episode can help so many individuals around the world that are suffering, that are going through hard times. I mean, it could even be you. So just imagine, you know, after you take this in and and what you gain from it, what that could do for others. So helping this podcast grow absolutely supports me and I thank you in advance for that, but just know that you're also contributing to our world and that means a lot. So again, there's a very, very easy link to make that happen in the show notes. You guys sending you so much love and appreciation to all who take the time to do that and I am so excited to hit play and let you take in this powerful talk with Dr. Nita Bushin. Enjoy. Hey, you guys, if you've been following me here for a while or on any of my channels, you know, I am always talking about the power of journaling and specifically what it has done for me and continues to do for me in my life. With that said, I am so excited to officially announce that my guided and illustrated self-actualization journal, You Are the Path, is out for sale. I have been working on this for quite some time now with my incredible, talented artist friend, Emerald Paget, and I could not be more excited for you to experience this journal. To make it very clear, this is not your typical kind of stationary item of journal. It's more of a book, and it is so visually stimulating. You Are the Path holds space for you to unravel, unleash, investigate, hypothesize, affirm, inspire, fortify, to essentially create you and all aspects of your life. You can literally stretch out and run free within the vast open pages. So in this journal, you have seven guided and illustrated sections led by five thought-provoking questions and prompts that evoke exploratory thinking 
course, you're welcome to ignore them, but they are there to anchor you because talking about journaling for some time now for to so many people, I've learned that journaling can feel daunting to some people. Like you don't know what to do or where to start. So these journal prompts and questions are there to just anchor you in and help you get moving through the pages. Um, each section also has a personal quote for me. And again, the artistry in this journal throughout the journal by my girl Emerald Paget is absolutely incredible. It is there to evoke your imagination and all your senses and really just take you into deep parts of your mind and your heart. So the final section offers 20 blank pages. So the other sections all have lined pages in them. And this is really special for me because I've never come across a journal that had both. And throughout my journaling practice for almost the entirety of my life, um, you know, I've really needed and wanted both. Uh, so I'm just excited to give you this opportunity to be able to sketch and just let your imagination run free on these blank pages, but also have the beautiful structure and, you know, refinement of, of lines for you to just, you know, script out your heart. So again, this journal is absolutely a mystical experience. It's a mystical adventure. I want you to just drop in and to ultimately connect with your highest self, your authentic self, your intuition. And this journal is meant to facilitate that process for you. So to shop this journal, go to blackbeltbeauty.com. It's right there at the top menu. You'll also be able to see some visuals of the journal. And I just, I know you're going to love it. So let me know what you think and enjoy the path that is you. Your work, um, your backstory, everything is just, I mean, there's so much to say about it and I'm excited to dive into as much as we can today, but I have so much respect and really just honor and appreciate how you show up in the world and how you've been able to take all of your life experience, which is so, you know, your journey is gnarly. It's beautiful. And weave gnarly. it into <laughs> gnarly for sure. Girl, I'm like, you know, and I'm all, all about resilience and grit, like these attributes that you speak about, that you coach on, that you teach on. I mean, these are core subjects of mine too. Um, but you've really, what I love so much is that you 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 really live it, you know, and and you can tell because not only in your new amazing book uh, that sucked now what, which we're gonna so deep dive into, but yeah. I know as a very deep thinker and liver, very you know like self inquiry, been writing my whole life. When mm. you when you're able to create frameworks and you really create processes and strategies and tactics. And it's not just from like an academia standpoint or something that you learned, which mm -hmm. also science geek, like, so I love your science is strong. Yeah. Like that whole background is so rock solid with you. But <gasps> this is the key point for me is like, man, but I can tell that you have really thought deeply about your own journey and your own process in addition to all of you know, the, the academia background and all that, and have been able to then present everything that you do in your work, which, you know, again, it's strong frameworks, tactics, and mm. strategies that help individuals around the world. So, yeah, I mean, it's a long, long intro, um, and but really it doesn't even scratch the surface to say that I'm just, I'm so excited to be here in space with you and, and to get to know you more and to share your beautiful energy, wisdom, knowledge, and voice um, on my channel. 
Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to dive in love. I mean, this is, yeah, I feel like there's just, I I love when, you know, things kind of are able to get alchemized, but also where we then have a shared kind of common thread. So yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. My, my pleasure. You said alchemized. So, um, you know, I have all these notes, which is so fun. That sucked. Now what? Alchemizing the moments that suck in life. So turning the hard into gold is what I've said. And I actually have like a little, because I love to do this with my guests who who are authors, but this is kind of my little blurb, an empowering blueprint of self-regulation and embracing the super shitty moments in life for what they are and discovering ways to self-actualize and thrive from them. That's really, you know, like my little bit that I took from this incredible book that you have written. Mm. Yeah. Uh, It's all of it. Yes. It's, it's just, I feel like it's all of the feels. And I think so much, so many of us and so much of who we are is because of, you know, how we've, or what we've gone through and what we've allowed ourselves to experience and feel because there's, there were even times in my journey where I didn't allow myself to feel until the pain got so big and so much. And so I think that, you know, there is the beauty in recognizing that the beauty in just looking within and sometimes having to force yourself to like look within and and look under the rug, uh, under the hood to see, okay, what is it really that I'm actually so afraid of? What is it really that I'm actually not being truthful with myself, but it does take a certain level of bravery, certain level of courage to actually, you know, kind of go into the depths of those scary places within ourselves to be like, oh shit, this isn't working out. And I don't know either. I don't know what to do, or I think I really need to do something different. Yeah, no, it's so true. It takes, it takes so much courage to face yourself, but it truly is, in my opinion, the most empowering thing that you could ever do. You know, I like to think of, because it's just so easy to judge yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not easy to be a student of self, but when you shift into student mode, then you are able to, you know, really just evaluate and, and really absorb your experiences as information and then decide, right, what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that it's also to, to yes, be a student, um, is definitely one thing. I I think that now that's like the way that I operate of, of, you know, whatever setbacks and challenges and obstacles, you know, come our way. And I think it's, it never really was that I feel like I've had to looking back and kind of the, the struggles that I've gone through and the, you know, the tremendous amount of loss, you know, being super young and then going into kind of the biggest dark night of the soul of the, the, the biggest initiation for me around divorce and heartbreak and trusting myself that then I had no choice but to become a student and and then vow to say, all right, I'm I know nothing. I'm gonna be a lifelong student. Even though, I mean, you know, from kind of the outside world, I had this hat of being a doctor or a dentist, yeah. a cosmetic dentist. And that was kind of this facade life that I had um that I worked really hard to get to. But I think that because 
if I go back another mm-hmm. layer, you know, it all stemmed from an upbringing with tiger parents and, you know, parents that were immigrants and they only knew like four professions. Yeah. You could only, yeah. but I think that's kind of like similar to the Persian culture. Yeah. It's like education, education, education. Your doctor, and that's your all lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And so, and like for the Filipino side, it was like nurse or any sort of like healthcare job. Yeah. And then for my dad, it was like, you know, who's in, who's Indian. It was like, you know, uh, doctor, dentist, lawyer, engineer. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that was acceptable. And so you're 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 primed to think nothing more than these traditional confines or conventional confines of of success. And 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 you're the know-it-all because you should know everything. You yeah. are the doctor. Why should you ask for help? Why should you? you know, go into therapy, like, what, what is that? Why, why do you need that? And so I had to do years and years and decades of unlearning that to actually ask for support, but didn't come without the struggles and the failures and the setbacks and like the full on, you know, literal, you know, gut punch yeah. in the stomach of what is not going to work. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I would, would you say that in that process for you, because this is something that, I mean, it's like built into the premise of your book, but it's just, it's, it was really this, I'm going to be real with myself. I'm going to be real with what I'm feeling. I'm going to be real with what I'm going through. This shit sucks. It's hard. And that truth factor is really like the, the initiation to the pivot, the breakthrough, the, you know, healing, all of it, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I would say like the, the, I wasn't really open to it. And I think most people are kind of in this and and for those of you listening, but I think most of us have to go through something, you know, hopefully not after listening to this uh, podcast and, and, you know, grabbing my book, maybe it could suck less, but if you're in the suck right now, if you've experienced a suck, recently and i'm saying any sort of suck where it's a, you know been a hardship a breakup a loss um getting fired from a job didn't get the promotion that you wanted getting betrayed by a friend or maybe get got gaslit from a family member whatever it is that made you feel less than that really was unexpected mm-hmm. in what you were either hoping for, uh, it can be a huge blow. And I think for me, I didn't, you know, you kind of know, and I think, but the biggest thing for me was, wow, I've lived under this dark cloud for so long, for so many years. And I just didn't know better. I didn't know that there was a reality outside of that. Cause my life growing up was such chaos. It was such survival mode, having gone through losing three members of my family before I was 19. Yeah. That was, it was rough. It was, you know, I, I think looking at me from just, you know, the other side, one can say, Oh, what, what has she really been through and what have I not been through, but to live it on the other side to say, yeah, some really shitty fucked up moments. Totally. Um, where I wasn't really ready because again, this happened at a young age, yeah. but, but I think what I really want to share is 
you know, doesn't matter what age or, you know, season of life that we're in, it's when we're ready for it. And I wasn't ready for it even all throughout my twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, it was in my twenties was just like hustle and trying to prove myself and trying to make sure that people wouldn't look at me less than, I mean, every young person, especially in their twenties wants to fit in. They're just trying to find themselves. They're just trying to find their footing. And so I found the love of my life, but one of the coping mechanisms that I had was holding on to relationships that were not healthy Mm. because I didn't know what that actually looked like for myself. And, and I was so afraid of losing another person that I'm like, I'm just going to hold on to whatever gives me love right now. Yeah. Until I recognized and realized hitting rock bottom, looking at the mirror on December 31st in my beautiful home that I got because I had done the traditional route of like the accolades and the success and the dentistry and, and the practice and all of these things that were outward success. But man, was I starving for just emotional permission and permission to just crumble and fall apart. I felt like I needed to be this persona that I wasn't. And I think also that's what really led to this pivot of unlearning everything and this pivot of really being able to say, holy shit, this is not working. And it's like a higher self of mine. It was, it was somebody, you know, it was like the ghosts of my parents, my guides, um, and who were ushering me into that next level of myself, call it whatever you want angels, you know, but I think when you're ready, the teacher appears, right. The Buddha's famous saying, and I think also what Rumi says of, you know, in order to, you know, go through the pain, you've got to feel the pain. I think I'm totally butchering the saying, we'll have to look that up, but it's to go through it. And for me, it's, I couldn't, I couldn't hide it anymore. I couldn't deny it anymore. It was like, yeah, this relationship sucks. It's not working. I am being threatened for my life and I need to get out, you know, and it's just like a visceral, I need to make a decision now. Mm-hmm. And and I think for anyone who's ever been in a toxic relationship where their confidence is so low or their self-worth is so low, something like that needs to shift and change. Because you'll read stories of you know survivors and, and victims of, of these types of situations, but they don't believe in it themselves at all. Yeah. And until something is like, yeah. ignites the spark. And that's, I talk about, you know, when and how you can get ignited just mm-hmm. by sharing your voice and in and, and, and standing up to that bully or standing up and actually taking ownership for your life. And in that moment, um, I had to take ownership of my life and say, actually, no more. Yeah. And I'm gonna focus on the healing that I denied myself for two decades. Yeah. No, it's so powerful, you know. And I think that that's another thing that I love so much about your work is that you really normalize all of the human emotions really like, you know, meaning it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel fucking broken. Don't become broken. Don't become the feeling. Right. And I really love that. It sounds like semantics, but it's actually a different where I always say words are inexperienced, you know, it's a different situation, but when you're resisting or you're denying the emotion, then you can't process it. You can't actually move through it and maybe gain the wisdom or whatever it is that you gain from it. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I love, I love that, you know, that 
that that's a big part of your message because I I personally believe that that's that's a fundamental. You know, when it, yeah. when you're talking about making these kind of breakthroughs and pivots and um. Yeah, and it's really I think a, a, it's like the gra- the starting ground to where you can start to really feel worthy too. You know, like when totally. you're gonna you for you to get out of that situation or any you know to start fighting for yourself. You know, to make those changes, you have to start feeling worthy of the battle. That's my kind of language around it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Absolutely. I think I, I think that inner you know the the inner knowing of of really aligning yourself with and there's a there's a whole concept in the book that I talk about which is how to build your bounce factor mm-hmm. and your bounce factor is literally if i talk about audacious resilience what does that even mean and where does that even come from because what we're all taught about resilience is to be tough to be strong but if we really peel it back. What does it actually mean? Well, in, in Latin, um, it actually means so resilier in Latin means to bounce. So it does not mean when I throw something on the ground, it's just going to shatter and break. Imagine you taking a piece of granite or glass mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm tough. I'm as tough as this granite. I'm so tough right now. But yeah, that granite is is strong. It's brittle. It's so many things. But when you throw it on the, the ground, that's going to still shatter, mm-hmm. right? Yet if we take a bouncy ball or, you know, I have kids. I <laughs> <Love tell>. it. <laughs> uh, or even a basketball, right? A, a volleyball. That is, it's tough. Yeah. But when you let it go, it's going to bounce. But why? Well, because if you actually feel it, it's it has the properties of that softness there as well, that agility there as well, that flexibility, that give, right? So that it allows itself to bounce during hard times, during pressure, during stress, during setbacks. And, you know, I think that as we are going through life's tests, and, and definitely for me, I know that there were emotions that I wasn't okay with experiencing. There was the, there were emotions that I wasn't okay um, going through. And, yeah. and definitely for anybody who's lost, you know, family members, friends, colleagues, a pet, there are so many stages of grief and not even, you know, the, the loss of someone, but I think also the loss of an identity, the loss of, just the idea of what your future could look like. It's grieving all of those things. And I think many times, at least even for me, I didn't allow myself for that because when I was growing up, those feelings weren't validated. They were not even allowed. Totally. And I remember vividly like growing up, my dad, you know, would say, I'll give you something to cry about. And he would also say, Nita, you're strong and strong girls don't cry. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it it was it was a tough time because then you grow up thinking okay i've got to perform i got to keep everyone you know really happy and and safe and i've got to like be this matriarch for everyone and hold the glue together well that's really what my role was and so then fast forward to my big night of the soul when i'm like i just can't hold it in anymore i can't I can't pretend that this marriage is actually working out or this relationship's working out where I need to lean on this inch inner strength and this inner warrior and 
that's going to come out and and finally stand up for herself. Um, and it looked like me standing before, you know, because things got pretty uh, tumultuous, but it was me standing before a judge for the very first time to say all of these instances of abuse, you know, and I think to not be ashamed of that because I was ashamed of my situation that, oh, wow, look at me. I'm this like fancy little dentist with my practice, not even 30 having this grown this million dollar plus practice. And here I am so afraid of appearing for before a judge because why? Well, we have to go back into one of the roots of the bounce factor. The first mm -hmm. pillar of that is we have to reconcile our upbringing. Well, yeah. when I was growing up, divorce wasn't a thing for immigrant households, no way. Mm -hmm. And failure wasn't an option. That wasn't something that I was definitely uh, accustomed to feeling. So all of these feelings of shame and what will people think if they found out that I was actually not in this picture perfect marriage, that it actually fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there was trauma written all over it. Um, and so... And so that's, you know, that's two out of the four pillars of the bounce factor, the emotional capacity to really feel and to really uh, embrace different emotions yeah. that could be completely paradoxical, could be completely opposite. Mm -hmm. Yet, yeah, there are moments that we can find the magic in our mess if we allow it, if we pay attention to it, if we sit with that shitty feeling for a little bit of time. And I go through, you know, ways where you actually can. And I take you through a few different emotional release practices because I think most of us don't really know how to process emotions because we, you know, we can, we, we distract, we bury, we numb, mm -hmm. we go for, you know, we, we do other things to, of course, self-soothe. And some of those coping mechanisms are great. And some of them are, are not mm -hmm. healthy, right? Like mm -hmm. picking up the phone, mm -hmm. instant dopamine hit. Yeah. Um, but if we go to a kickboxing class, great. Yes. We, totally. need, we can definitely yeah. utilize our energy and, and, and release it in that way, healthier mm -hmm. ways to do that. And maybe sometimes we can actually sit in our misery and not judge it and welcome it and see what's really happening because we're actually taking a moment to stop. Yes, girl. Oh my goodness. There's so many things in there. They're so good. It's so true. Um, I think, you know, it's in those moments where you're willing to face it all, that you're willing to be vulnerable. And this is also the starting point to self-trust, right? Because vulnerability really does build trust, not just with others, but with yourself, right? And I, I, I totally understand. I mean, I think it's so fair and important to say that we as a society, we when were we groomed to embrace your feelings? Like when the fuck did that happen? Like it's just starting to happen now, gratefully. But it, I mean, I'm again, 44. Like it wasn't like that, you know, growing up for me. Um, right. You know, right. I mean, most of our families grew up with, they had to leave their country. They had to, yeah. they were in survival mode. You know, they, they had to assimilate to a whole new world and whole new way of doing things. They weren't teaching us emotional intelligence. That oh, was no. definitely not on the radar. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And I do. I love how you you really incorporate, you know, like in the book with the tactics and you know, it's like this whole body experience, which everything is holistic at the end of the day. You can't see so your biology and your your psychology are really 
informing each other, right? So I love, you know, like one thing that you mentioned, and this is actually something that I, it wasn't taught to me. It was just a very natural because of the relationship that I've developed with myself. But when shit gets hard, I Mm. will fucking put my hand on my heart and say out loud, Roxy, I love you. I get Mm. it, girl. The shit fucking sucks, but we Mm. got it. And that hand over heart, and I know you talk about it, and if you want to expand on that, because I think that that's just one, and you have several, but it's it's low-hanging fruit <laughs> that self-soothes, you know? Oh my gosh, I love that you do that, because I think it's it's making the connection between mind and body, and, you know, for so many of us, and when I go in and speak to different organizations and those who aren't in tune with their mind body, right? It's, it's very easy to just think everything up here in our minds. And it's very easy to just second guess or um, self critique or self sabotage and judge even the way that we are reacting to a certain feeling. And I think, you know, I, because of course I have small children, I now have different practices of getting into my body. And one of them is similar to what you do, but it's just like putting your hand over your heart and just, yeah, just saying, okay, we got this. Right. And because in that mind body connection, you're also feeling you're breathing Mm -hmm. and you're also paying attention and saying, all right, like this is where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. But you know, when were we, when we were, or how were we, when we were younger going through a bad day, all we wanted to do was go into the embrace of our parents, of our mom and dad or whomever going home after a bad day for just that embrace. Well, you can be that own embrace right now, right? You can be your own person where you can just put your hand over your heart and just connect to your body, connect to slow things down. And that's a physical representation of that. So I love that so much. I use that. I do also this thing of turning off the lights with, uh, I mean, with my kids because, you know, but, but, but I think for anybody, this is a great reparenting, getting into your inner child tool that you can do for yourself in a non, in a non-judgmental way. Mm -hmm. And what it's basically just, we'll do this. I mean, so it's like you lie down, but you know, you'll do legs up on the wall, whatever that yoga pose is. I never get that name right. But anyways, you guys (laughs) must've seen it. So it's, it's your legs. Literally you have to lie up against a wall with your legs up the wall, Mm -hmm. um, because it's great for circulation. It's just great to ground yourself and if you are working in a, in you know an environment where you can't do that get a yoga mat and like mm-hmm. put it up against any wall but yeah. lie on the, the yoga mat or a towel i'm telling you it is the best grounding that you can actually do if you are having a rough day and why well there's so many amazing benefits to it when you're lying down we don't lie often enough and then also basically you're just closing your eyes you're also putting your hand over your heart but then you're basically breathing and you're doing a set of, you know, three rounds of breathing where you're actually breathing in for three, Mm -hmm. you hold for three, you breathe out for three, and then you do that part three times, but then you go, you know, then you breathe in for three. So hold for three and then out, but in the exhale, you want to buzz. So 
And I do this with my kids because, you know, they think it's funny and, you know, then there's (laughs) giggles (laughs) and then it's laughter because many times when you're exhaling, you know, you're like, and and it's just like fun and it gets the wiggles out. But imagine you're just doing it by yourself. You are going to giggle. You are going to change your state too, because you're probably like, well, what the heck am I doing this for? But the reason why we do that in in buzzing or chanting even OM is another way. And you can say OM three times. That's something that I really, um, I mean, I remember from when my dad used to do that at home and we'd be like, oh my God, if a friend comes over right now. Can you just not, you know, and I would judge him so hard because I was like the cool rebellious teenager at 14 (laughs) when my mom was sick, but he would be constant. I mean, constant. And and that's still what I hear in my brain. Um, And so and now I know why it's our vagus nerve, our throat chakra, right, is is very uh, it is one of the key elements, which is why I think singing is such a great thing that we can pick up. Yeah. You know, I've had voice in the shower in the past. I mean, you know, karaoke, like yeah. why, why most of my Filipino family just like thrives on karaoke yeah. <laughs> and there's never any family fights, you know, never because we're just jiving on karaoke. I mean, it's another level because we just keep things under a rug, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> But we can jive on karaoke and it's great. Why? Because it activates our vagus nerve. It calms our nervous system and it brings us back into our body. And guess what? We are not in that fight, flight, or freeze anymore. We are in rest, digest. And we're like, oh, it's the same thing with buzzing. It's the same thing with humming. It's the same thing with chanting. So I've started to use that so much. It's one of the things that, you know, not that I'm trying to be like the next, I don't know, J-Lo, Ariana Grande. <laughs> I, do, well, I, I would love to like project my voice in a way where it's soothing. And, and I think that, yeah, that's, it's such a great practice for us. It's why you should probably have a playlist of two or three songs that you would love to sing yeah, and just have it on the background. I mean, I have a whole list of these practices that are in the book as well. Yes, um, it's in a chapter called Magnify because in part three, we talk about five different ways to fly forward past sucky moments and to fly forward past you know, any moment that sucked. Because many times I think for a lot of us, we're so quick to bypass what was really going on. Um, but then there's some of us who get stuck mm. in the suck mm-hmm. and they get stuck in the soup or the cauldron of whatever they're trying to process yeah. where they get addicted to that. Yeah. And so, um, and so I guess, yeah, my question is like, where have we gotten stuck in our own pity party story where we're just not able to move forward? Yeah. And or we're just trying so hard with our inner warrior that we're not allowing that softness as well. So again, different balance, right? But I think that yeah. um, yeah, those are some incredible tools where it helps you kind of get out of that suck and start to transform. A hundred percent. And I, you know, when like my mind, because this is something that I love to talk about, and I think it's just so important in general for overall well-being. But it's it's that harmonization of your masculine and your feminine energy. Like you're either pushing too hard, you're in the masculine energy, or, or you know maybe you're just you know 
and this is actually something I'm, I really want you to tease out, but, you know, becoming a victim of the situation and that's just kind of where you get stuck. I love, I love that you, um, you, you explain the difference between a victim and victimization. Can you talk about that? Cause I think that's so important. Oh yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, yes. you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, for me, the difference is, and I have this whole chapter around it because I think it's so important that, you know, while I've lived through domestic violence, while I've lived through, you know, being a victim of loss, losing my parents, losing my family. Right. Um, I, there's a difference between staying the victim and owning that story mm -hmm. and having it be part of your identity versus, you know, and, and, and having that pity party for one. Okay. Versus, yeah, you living through a time of, you know, of, of, of extensive chaos and uh, being oppressed and being bullied and sexual abuse and, 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 you know, domestic violence, but we don't have to live there, yeah. which is why I think early on in my life, um, you know, I made a choice even for, cause I, I started a nonprofit, uh, shortly after I went through this big awakening in my marriage and post-divorce that I wanted to help, women who were also from immigrant backgrounds who were in these kinds of patriarchal relationships where they didn't have income, they didn't know where to go. They were a victim mm -hmm. um, in that sense. And they were victimized. And many of them came, they didn't have papers, you know, they didn't have places to go. For me, I didn't have anywhere to go for one night. And so I'm like, all right, let me sleep in my friend's couches. You know what I mean? But like oh, for yeah. some of these women, like, and I'm, you know, I was a thriving dentist. Yeah. You know, part yeah. of it was my ego that was like, I don't know who to trust, et cetera, et cetera. Right. There's so many things that go in your, your brain. But when I, when I started my own organization wanting to solve this issue, there's so many reasons why so many of these women can't actually leave. Like their perpetrators will find where they are. And yeah. so, and, and then they start to think that that reality isn't for them. And I mean, I'm using such a big example because that was part of my world yeah. uh, for a very long time. But I think that I needed to give them a different reality to hold on to yeah. so that they could from victim go into that survival mindset because yeah. they had then survived something and they've overcome and accomplished this task. Like for me leaving on December 31st, 2011, right. for some of these women to find a safe haven, to trust other people that they might not know the language completely, but these are people that are going to be able to help them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so and and then to give them the tools to retrain and reprogram their brain and unlearn all of the programming of why they're not good enough, why they're not worthy, why they're, you know, in this situation to empower them to start own, taking, you know, into their own um, inner knowing and yeah. trusting their intuition and really building that to then move into a thriving mindset. And the thriving mindset is not about your story anymore. It's about, all right, how are you going to pay it forward for somebody else? Yeah. And, you know, just in the work that I was able to do, and this was, you know, really empowering women and girls, mm -hmm. you know, in the college and high school setup to 
not get into those types of relationships, yeah. to love themselves first. So they're not falling for like the first love bomb from somebody yeah. that only wants to prey on them. And I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And especially with, with, you know, I, I think TikTok was definitely not around at the time, but, but um, to, to really move into a mindset where you're flourishing and that's the thriving stage. That's yeah. like, I don't give an F about anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what's me and yeah. to move from those three mindsets, you know, it's not to say you'll never have a victim pity party for one. I mean, sucky moments happen Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Our feelings are valid. I'm talking about staying there and allowing it to be your identity and allowing it to be like, you know, and I, I think for, for a while, I never really wanted people to look at me as, oh, she's the, she's the domestic violence queen. Like I never wanted to own that. Um, you know, I never wanted to own the queen of grief either. <laughs> yeah, like not no, what I, I get talk it. about, right? Yeah. All the time. Uh, because I really, I feel like I've mastered life so much that like joy exudes from my pores naturally. Like that's just who I am because of the contrast. Yes. Because I know that there were so many moments in my life where it was hard yeah. and I, toxic positivity really got me through that. I'm not saying yeah. that that is for everyone because- I mean, I think this book will will show you how I actually really feel about toxic positivity. Exactly. But did it help? Was it my coping mechanism? Like some people have coping mechanisms of shopping. Right. um, Right. Until they drop or, or being on the phone or gaming or, you know, sex addiction or whatever addictions we all have our vices. And for me, that, that toxic positivity led me, but it also broke me in so many ways to now have an appreciation of, yeah, but those those other feelings are so valid and we need it because pain is an indicator of that next evolution for us. Pain is an indicator that, hey, we've got to go within. We've got to turn the stove off, yeah. so to speak, mm-hmm. so that we're not going to burn our hands um, in, you know, in the fire, turn it down. And that takes the time to witness. That takes time to actually acknowledge and say, okay, I'm not going to do as much. I'm just going to be here and, 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 and sit here. Yes. For now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. I mean, it, and I know we have more conversations to have, but I mean, I know that personally in my own life, my mother, you know, we won't dive too deep into it right now, but my, my mother had to run away because my father was physically abusive to all of us. Wow. So like, I trust me, I can go deep on all of that with you, but I, I, I so appreciate you sharing that and even teasing out the victimization and victim, because this is also something so important that I really want to say. Because, you know, when you're in a position like you are, where you're really here sharing ideas, tactics, hey, you know, embrace your shitty moments and 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 all your beautiful frameworks, I think one of the most important things is, yeah, but why why should I trust you? Why should mm-hmm. I trust you to to mm-hmm. guide me through this? And and, you know, the book is, I mean, it's so good, truly. You really have kicked ass with this book. And it, it says so much more than we've even been able to dive into in this in this conversation. But it really does demonstrate all the fucking reasons why everyone should trust you <laughs> to support them to to move through, you know, all the the process of ouch, this hurts. I'm hurting. I'm broken. I'm any of that. Okay, well, well, now what? Where do we go from yeah. here? So, um, 
Yeah. And I do want to say like, yeah. and it's not, I am, I am this, but mm-hmm. I am feeling broken exactly. right now. I am feeling upset right now. I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling like things are out of control. I am feeling because we're not right. taking that on as our identity either. Yes. yes yeah. Girl. No, that's so important. So, okay. Your book kicks ass. I adore you. Many more conversations to have. Um, where do people get the book? You have so many free resources in there too. Can you talk about that? Like where do they oh go? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, send them there. Yeah, we, <laughs> well, so we partnered up with a lot of different organizations and I wanted to make the content in the book valid for whether, you know, if you have or know uh, people that have been in domestic violence situations, have lost family members. Uh, we've we partnered up with all different organizations and even teachers to provide this for their communities. And so the resources that we've really put here, uh, it's when you get the book at thatsocknowwhat.com. I mean, uh, it comes with a 44-page digital color-coded guidebook that goes even deeper into the concepts that I've you know, put in this beautiful handbook. And honestly, it's been such a labor of love. And I feel like it's everything that I've alchemized in you know, the last several years of just doing this work. I mean, while this is my fourth book, this is my first ever one that I'm like, all right, we're just gonna like, let's just put it out there and let's make it edgy so that Mm -hmm. it's a book that reaches, you know, everyone because everyone has had sucky moments or is going through something or will pass through something. And we know that it's, it it's those it's finding the magic through those moments that sucked mm-hmm. and to say yes to them and so when you get a copy of the book you get the 44 page guidebook you also get a 5 day fly forward healing practice which comes with like the meditations and the you know the visualizations and we start on day 1 with relationships because you know we all kind of <laughs> suck at that in many ways um and then day 2 is all about like where we're actually putting our energy where we're leaking our energy if we're people Mm -hmm. pleasers, uh, recovering. I know I am a recovering people pleaser. And then day three through day five, we go through how to cultivate abundance and then also how to actually take brave action. I talk a lot about taking brave action and that's my podcast as well. But also on day five, we bring it back to self. And so, uh, so that's just some of the tools, but when you get the book, Um, There's a whole resources section that's chock full of, you know, um, the different ways that you can allow yourself to create practices that serve you. And I actually share with you like how to do that and so much more. So I'm so, so excited. Oh, it's so good. I truly felt your heart and soul in the book. And it's important to, yeah, no, it's so real. So, uh, well, thank you for writing the book. Thank you for making time to connect with me and share you on, on, on my channel. And I look forward to the next conversation, girl. Thank you so much. Oh my God, so much. Thanks, Roxanne. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired, 
to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next. Oh,